News Talk 580 CFRA presents the Employment Hour with employment lawyer Lior Samfiru. And about four minutes after five o'clock, we are ready to go at it once again. Skulls here and Lior standing by, of course, ready to take your questions. This is a live radio show, a talk show about employment law. 613-521-TALK is the number. You want to reach out through email. We are going to be cleaning out the inbox today, by the way. They've been piling up, so we're going to whittle them down a little bit. That is help at employmenthour.com and severancepaycalculator.com as well if you want to find out what you really owe. So again, a lot of emails and your phone calls. Bring them on. The phones are off hold. They are open and ready for you over the next hour to uh, air your grievances when it comes to your boss, your employment, your severance pay, or what you think your severance pay is and probably isn't. Spoiler alert, we'll get to that here in just a bit. And as I mentioned, a ton of your emails as well. But Lior, my brother, we always start with the week that was. A couple things that have been happening uh, in your end of the woods. What's going on, pal? It's, it's uh, certainly been been hopping, uh, you know, mm. uh, that, as that saying goes. been very, very busy for me. Uh, been uh, spending a lot of time talking to people, a lot of time on the phone, uh, a lot of time answering emails. And, you know, even though I, I, I try as best I can, I can't even get to everything. So which is why we're going to talk about some emails uh, on this show today. Uh, but we're here to answer those questions, okay? We're here to help and we're here to inform and educate a bit about employment law and your workplace rights and the troubles or problems you may be facing on your job. You know, let's face it, it's not always going to be rosy. You know, hopefully mostly rosy. Hopefully mostly everything goes well at work, but everyone, everyone is going to have instances, times, concerns, issues, problems that may arise sometimes at work. So if you're in that boat right now, don't hesitate. If you've always wondered, hey, something happened, I always wanted to know if that was right. Well, no point wondering anymore. Let's speak about it right now. We're here Mm -hmm. for the next hour or so to answer those questions exactly. And of course, please don't hesitate ever to reach out to me to speak privately, to to correspond by email, whatever works for you, so that I can help solve some of your problems uh, directly. And week there was. Let's uh, let's really get into it. A couple situations mm-hmm. that came across my desk just very recently. Uh, I spoke with a sa- uh, salesperson uh, right at the beginning of the week. Uh, he had been working with the same company for quite a few years, about 18 years. And uh, for the past 10 years or so, he had some specific accounts he was responsible for. Well, uh, very recently, within the last few weeks, he was told by the company that we're taking the two accounts from you. We're not happy how you're handling those accounts, so we're going to take those accounts away. We're going to give them to other uh, salespeople. And he asked if they're going to replace them with other accounts. They said no, uh, and, and that's the way it is. Now, here's the thing. These accounts were responsible for about 60% of his income. It was the biggest accounts that he had in his portfolio. He made most of his income from them. He was a commission-based salesperson. So it meant taking a 60% pay cut. He was distraught by that, as you can imagine. So he called me and, and, you know, really concerned, wanted to know, what do I do here? How How do I resolve this? Well, John, the answer here is that the company clearly, absolutely does not have a right to do this. Now, even though they're not reducing his pay, they're taking away his ability to earn money. It's the same thing. Hmm. Because they've done that, because they've uh, essentially taken away money from him, uh, you know, essentially that's what they've done, that's a constructive dismissal. In fact, that's the, the cleanest, easiest constructive dismissal you can have when it comes to impacting your compensation. So even though there may have been a legitimate reason why they wanted to do that, they thought that other salespeople may uh, support those accounts better, it doesn't matter. If his compensation is going to go down by 60%, they are not allowed to do this. So he can now force the issue by leaving, if he wants to, with his full severance. And the last point I'll make on this is this. If he were to accept this and and then they were to let him go, let's say a few months later, 
the severance that he would have to pay him would be based on his new compensation, which Ouch. is now 60% less. Bad idea. So if that ever happens to you, if your boss does something that changes your compensation, even if it's indirectly, it doesn't have to be one of those situations where they're saying to you, we've reduced your compensation. Sometimes they've changed the work situation, the, the, the components of a compensation. Sometimes they've just made it more difficult to earn income. If that's what happens, that's not something they're allowed to do. That's a constructive dismissal. You really have to deal with that. John, they really have to give me a call in that situation. I, I mean, this one's obvious. 60% is huge. But say it was, you know, we're giving you some different clients. You know, you may or may not lose some money. You might make more. Could he somehow take it out for a bit of a spin? Could he say, guys, I'll try it, but I'm not completely sold on this. So, uh, you know, don't don't start putting a new name above the door yet, right? Could he do that? Absolutely. Clearly, no. you've been <laughs> paying attention, Johnny. But that's exactly <laughs> what would happen. If they were to say, well, we're taking these accounts, but we're replacing it with others, he right. wouldn't know if that's a good thing, if that's a bad thing, if that's going to impact his compensation. So he absolutely can try it, and he should tell him that he's concerned, but he'll try it out. Yeah. And if and when it became apparent, you know, it could be a year later, that that really meant a, a reduction in compensation, at that point he can still say constructive dismissal. In this case, it was not even necessary because they just took the account and didn't replace it. Mm-hmm. But if it's not clear how your compensation is going to be impacted, you do have the ability to wait. You have the ability to try it out before you say constructive dismissal. You want to reach out any time when the show is not on, of course, one 821 5900 help at employmenthour.com. We're going to get to, to uh, some emails here in just a bit, but something else going on with you. What do you want to talk about? Yeah, this this one really uh, kind of me, made me shake my head a bit. Uh, I spoke with a gentleman who uh, accepted a very senior, well-paying position, about $180,000, uh, and accepted a one-year contract. Uh, so f- this is a new company, and uh, they, they flew him out west, to, uh, to, for some meetings, and in those meetings, they decided, okay, here's the plan for the next year. Here's how we're going to roll our, our new product and, and new mm-hmm. services. But during those course of uh, meetings, the, the owners of the company realized, wait a second, that this business is not going to be as profitable as we thought. It's not really going to be worth our while. So after some thinking, and a few weeks later, they decide, you know what, we're not going to go ahead with this project that we're wanting to. So, you know, uh, sorry sorry for taking your time, uh, our friend, that they said to this gentleman. They shook his hand and they said goodbye. And this person wow. contacted me and you know, I was kind of curious, hey, am, am I actually owed something? And he used the severancepaycalculator.com website. He, he saw that it could be owed about three months' pay. He was happy with that. And he called me wanted to know if that's legitimate. Well, here's the thing, John. Uh, In this case, the severance calculator was actually completely wrong because he wasn't owed three months' pay. He was owed 12 months' pay. He was owed the balance of his contract. He signed a one-year contract with them. They ended the contract about two or three weeks later. means they have to pay him the full amount. That's what happens if you sign an employment contract for a fixed period of time whether it's three months, six months, 18 months, whatever the period, if the company lets you go before that contract ends, they have to pay you the difference. And that's what happened here. He was shocked. I told him, no, no, you're owed about another year's pay at $180,000. That's a lot Jeez. of money. Uh, and again, only working there for three weeks. So I'm going to help him get that. It's not going to be complicated, but I wanted to remind everyone, uh, our, our listeners, whether you're an employee or an employer, when there's a fixed-term contract, if the company lets the person go before the contract ends, they have to pay the difference. doesn't matter how long the person worked there. That's the rule. 
If you're an employer, would there have been a a safety net, I guess you could say, as far as language in the initial contract, so you had some sort of back-out clause if it didn't work? Is it, I mean, could they have saved themselves a bunch of dough? Or they could have them, saved themselves a lot of money, and absolutely. Oh. A company can have an early exit. It's as simple as that. So if you have a contract right. for a year, the company can say, okay, you're on a contract for a year, but if we want to let you go before, we will only give you this much. In that case, yeah, if that's what happens, and, and then the company can rely on that, can rely on that early exit. But they can't not do that and then say, well, you've only worked for us for two weeks. What do you want? No, no, no. It doesn't work that way. Unless the contract has an early exit, the company has to pay the difference. It's easy to have an early exit. Uh, this company didn't, so they're going to owe them right around $180,000. You know, and now you know, think about that, though. If you're in the seat of the employer, potential employee in this case, looking at that contract, that that would be something you, as Lior the lawyer, would try to negotiate down or out of, correct? Because that that that's curtains. Oh gosh, yeah, absolutely. And and all these things are always yeah. negotiable. And and you know, whether right. you, depending on your perspective, employer or employee, uh, you'll have different interests and 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 different uh, considerations. But really, I think the lesson here is very simple. Employers, you want to have your contracts properly drafted. You're not gonna, you don't want to write something on the back of a napkin or go to Google and find some <laughs> sort of a precedent. It doesn't work that way. You're gonna, you could be liable for, like like this company, one hundred eighty thousand dollars. And for employees, yeah. of course, you want to understand what you're signing. You want you want to understand what it means. You want to understand what happens if things don't go well. Uh, and mm-hmm. if you're not happy with what the contract says, it's easy to negotiate. We can always talk about that. So always make the call. We're off to a rockin' good start. We're going to take a short break here. The phone lines are open for you. You have questions about your job, your severance, maybe calling for a pal or a family member. No problem. It is 613-521-TALK. We'll talk to you from here till uh, just about 6 o'clock this afternoon. So bring them on that, and we'll get to some emails as we continue here. This is the Employment Hour on News Talk 580 CFRA. Now back to the Employment Hour with employment lawyer Lior Samfiru. And we are right back at it indeed. You know that number, 613-521-TALK. And as always, our callers, our listeners have the top priority before we move into our cleaning out the uh, the email box. Uh, in that regard, we'll get to Terry. Terry, you are up first. Thank you for taking some yes. time this afternoon. And what is your concern? Yes, gentlemen, thank you. Um, my brother was a customer of Lior's, and uh, he was informed that the employer refuses to pay. So he said the only alternative is to go to court. How much does that cost? So, first of all, it's not actually going to court. It's taking legal action. Those are very separate things. So the way a process usually works when it comes to severance is we're going to always engage the company in an initial negotiation. We're going to send a letter. And if we can't resolve that on terms that make sense at that point, then the next step is to take legal action. Now, even in those cases, okay, the 99% of them are going to resolve before you even think of a courtroom, okay? It's almost inconceivable to go to court. These matters settle. So it was never about going to court. It's about simply taking legal action, which is still going to settle. Now, in terms of cost, I would need to know more about the matter. Uh, and most of our cases are done on a contingency basis. Not all of them, but most of them, which is a, a kind of a percentage uh, basis only. So, But without knowing anything about the case, I can't say. But again, it's not about going to court. It's about taking uh, legal action, starting a claim, which is very, very different. Okay, and what aspect does him collecting EI for a year have on any supposed outcome? 
Hmm. Uh, EI will ultimately, if he's been collecting EI for a year, EI would have to uh, get repaid. Because when a company pays severance, it's retroactive to the day they let him go, right? But that can also have the effect of, of, having, of extending EI on the back end. But yes, EI usually has to uh, get uh, repaid, which is why if someone contacts us after a year and they've received EI, you know, it's, uh, they may have to pay some of that back to the government. Right. I understand. Okay, well, I'll pass that information on to him because he was sort of disappointed that, uh, you know, he did not get a positive uh, outcome out of all of this. Thank you, Terry. Appreciate that call. And uh, for further follow-up, no problem, one 821 5900 And for you, for the remainder of the hour to call in, it is a 613-521-TALK. We will move on to uh, Andrew. Hi, Andrew. Good afternoon. How are you? How you doing? Um, Good. What's up? I've, I've been back at work um, for about three years on modified work uh, due to a disability. Um, I My doctor had taken me off just uh, coming into the new year on uh, sick leave, and uh I got a termination notice in the mail. Well, while you were wondering... off on sick leave? Yes. Did they give you a reason, or do you know the reason? Uh, just passport. They're saying it's performance-related while I was there. So they let you go for performance reasons once while you were no longer there. How long after you went on leave did they let you go? Uh, it's been about eight or nine weeks. And did you have a performance issues while you were there? Um, I mean, there, there were some issues, um, relating to my doctor. There was accommodations that my doctors had ordered that they didn't follow through on. And when they didn't follow through on them, it led to performance issues. Well, to me, this sounds again, you know, we obviously, I don't have the, the, the benefit of speaking to you for a long time, but just based on what you said to me, it's very easy for me to say that the termination is directly related to, to your medical condition, either the accommodation or the fact that you're on a, on a medical leave right now. The thing is this, if, it's, if they let you go even in part because of your medical issues, that's illegal. That's a human rights violation. So they're not allowed to do that, even if it's just part of the reason. And if your performance reasons had to do with your medical issue, that's why maybe your performance wasn't where it needed to be. Well, that's not something you can be punished for. You, you have to be accommodated. So right off the bat, I think this could be a human rights violation. So that's issue number one. Issue number two is that of severance. Uh, how long have you been there? Uh, between six and seven years. Okay, and, and, and what kind of a job generally, and how old are you? Uh, administrative and uh, approaching retirement. Well, someone in your situation then would be looking at about eight, nine months of pay. So what have they offered you, or have they offered you anything? There wasn't any package attached to it. Hmm. Wow, so uh, they're taking the position, I guess, that, that you're being let go for cause. Did they use that language? Yeah. Wow, okay. Well, wow. even putting aside medical issues, for you to be let go for cause, you would have to have done something so bad that just makes it impossible to continue having you as an employee. So this sounds like a wrongful dismissal, absolutely. You could be on eight, nine months' pay. And we can add to that that human rights issue that I mentioned, the fact that you were let go probably because of your medical uh, disability. So there's a lot to, to unpack here, a lot to digest. So what I need you to do as soon as possible, uh, I need you to, to contact me off air, call or email, let's sit down, let's go over this in detail. I wanna find out more about your job, the company, your compensation, the performance issues, and let me help you get the compensation that you're owed, Andrew. That sounds great. 
Andrew, appreciate your call to uh, reach out. You know, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. That or help at employmenthour.com through email. And still plenty of time for you to call in just like Andrew did and uh, talk to Lior, get some questions answered right here and now. Six one three five two one talk is the number to call in, uh, call into this radio show. I'm moving on to uh, to Randy. Randy, thank you for calling in. How's uh, how's your afternoon going? Good. Um, I'm, thank you for uh, t- the honor of taking my, my call. Oh, no worries. Thank you. My question is, can an employer force you to take vacation on a day you were not scheduled to work? That's a great question. Now, on a day you were not a, scheduled to work? Yeah. Here's the background. I yeah. only, because of each shift is 11 hours, I, if everything goes well, I only work four days a week. That's 44 hours. But and we're awarded ten days. On we have an employee website, you can go on see what your entitlement is for vacation. I have ten days per year plus personal days and a birthday. But when it comes time to book it, and you fill out your piece of paper and you write in the, and we have a schedule, so I know what days I'm working on every week because it changes. And when you book your four days off, they turn around and say, "No, you can't. You have to take five days." In other words, you have to take an extra day. That wasn't scheduled to work for as a vacation because they want to cut down the amount of time you're away from work. Right. Is that is that legal? No. Quick question: Are you part of a union? No. Okay. So so the 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 answer is no. They they can't schedule your vacation on the day that you're not there, the, the day there wasn't going to be a work day. Uh, now, th- they have a right to schedule vacation, so they can decide when you're going to take it, but not not to make you what is otherwise a non-work day, uh, a, a, a vacation day. It doesn't That's not something they can do. So I, I would tell you this. Number one is try to <laughs> see if they, you can talk them into some common sense. If not, two other options you have. One, you can go through the Ministry of Labor on this. Number two is I can send them a letter uh, gently nudging them into uh, into doing what they're supposed to be doing. So those are the options. But no, they can't do that in, in this particular uh, situation, Randy. Okay, just some further clarification on this. I called the Ministry of Labor and they said, oh no, we only deal with people who are in unions. You have to call the Employment Standards Act. People. No, you, you, what so you did them. is you call you you called the labor board. Labor board is a different yeah. body. You, you, they they're right. Oh. Yeah, you call the Ministry of Labor. So right. so Google Ministry of Labor and that and the Employment and Standards Branch are the same thing. Uh, you call the labor board, which is a different body. Oh, okay. That's why. So yeah, the Ministry of Labor is the place to go. So just Google Ministry of Labor. Uh, and there's a 1-800 number there specifically for those types of issues. If you have a hard time finding it, just shoot me an email. I'll, I'll get you that info. Okay. I did, when I did call the Employment Standards Act people, I don't know what their organization is called, and I explained this to them, and they said, well, the employer's entitled to give you two weeks off because I'm less than five years. You have to have, you get, you're entitled to two weeks off. doesn't say anything about days in the Employment Standards Act. So they said yes, they can do it. And I okay, so why don't you me. and I connect off here so that I can kind of help you how to explain it to them, or I could do a little letter for for you. That's obviously something is is miscommunicated or something was lost in translation. So so obviously I, I can help you get this resolved. Not a problem. Okay, and I can reach you at help at employmenthour.com? 
You that's got it. The, uh, yeah, that's the email, Randy. I'm going to give you the number right now. Appreciate uh, appreciate your call, by the way. one 821 5900 Again, one 821 5900 And yeah, you're correct. Help at employmenthour.com. I think we got time to squeeze uh, squeeze Don in here before we break. Hi, uh, Don. Good afternoon. How are you? So um, I guess you're up against the clock here, so I'll make it really quick. Yeah, you're good. Yep. Oh, okay. So anyway, um, three, four months ago, time flies, right? Um, I got fired uh, by a substantial um, retail company in, in uh, Ontario here. Well, there. Anyways, um, here's the situation. Um, this is this was in the automotive business, which is a man's world. There was, and I'm not trying to be. Sexual, right. sex, or anything like that. Um, so anyway, there's a bunch of us in the store, all males. It was dead, nothing to do. Okay, so I was scrolling through some emails and stuff like that, and I got some emails from a guy, and it was kind of, um, let's just say it was risque, and I showed it to somebody. Now, at the same time, there was another guy that... Uh, just like me for whatever reason. Um, and at the end of the day, I got reported on for sexual harassment and there was nobody in the store. There was no females there. <clears throat> anyway, a week later I got fired and I'm thinking, what? I mean, it was a bunch of guys doing nothing. You know what I mean? So where do I stand on sexual harassment? How could that possibly be? So what's your opinion, sir? So I don't want to shortchange you. So here's what I propose that we do. Uh, we have news coming at 5.30 now. Mm-hmm. So why don't we take our break for news? And then when we come back, I, I want to talk to you more. I want to give you my thoughts and hopefully uh, help you uh, get this uh, issue resolved. Okay, I'll hang on, sure. Please Great. Do. Thanks, Don. Appreciate that. And we'll take that break now shortly. In the meantime, uh, the number to call in and uh, have your questions answered as well, 613-521-TALK. We'll continue with the Employment Hour on News Talk 580 CFRA. Now back to the Employment Hour with employment lawyer Lior Samfiru. Still plenty of time for you to call in, ask your questions. It is 613-521-TALK here on the Employment Hour. It is help at employmenthour.com through email. And always check out severancepaycalculator.com. Don, thank you for hanging on uh, for this length of time. Just to uh, to reiterate, uh, reiterate Lior, what uh, Don is going through, give us some, uh, give us some broad strokes. Right. Yeah, Don, why don't we kind of summarize it for our, our, our listeners that just joined us, and then I'll give you my thoughts on that. Don, okay. you still there? Oh, yeah, I'm here, yeah. yeah. So, so, so what do you want me to say? I'm sorry. Well, as I understand it, Don, you, you know, you, you were let go because you, you and I guess some colleagues were doing some stuff on the, on the computer in the workplace. It's an all-male environment, and ultimately you were let go for sexual harassment, and you're kind of scratching your head and saying, well, who are we harassing? What sexual harassment? Uh, and then you're now out of a job. Yeah, is, well, is it, was actually, it was actually on my personal cell phone. Okay, so it wasn't, on, your wasn't cell phone. on company property. Yeah. Now, exactly. how did they find out about it? Um, somebody that wanted me fired, uh, I think, um, reported me. I think that's what happened. Well, no, I, I think I, I know what happened. Yeah, sure, for sure. Now, in, in letting you go, I'm assuming they have not paid you severance. Um, they paid me till the end of the month. I have not signed any papers. I have not acknowledged this. It was just like, 
Let's sweet. Called into the office and bye, you're gone. Got it. So so let let's talk a bit about this. So the first question is sure. Is this now what what you've done or what you've alleged to have done uh, a, a, a cause situation? Can they use this as grounds to let you go for cause? And, and the answer to that is absolutely not, not even close. It's not even debatable. And the right. reason for that, number one, what you've done on your phone, you know, unless you, you're doing it in front of customers, unless it impacts the workplace, it's not really going to have an impact on the workplace. It's really your business. So it's not going to be caused. But even looked at it from the company's best case scenario, even if you did something wrong, the question is not that. The question is whether whatever you did is bad enough to be caused, whether whatever you did is so bad that it just it's impossible to employ you anymore. Even if you had done something wrong, they could deal with it differently. They can tell you, don't do it again. They can give you a warning, what have you. A termination for cause should not even be debatable, uh, debatable here. Now... All that being said, they are allowed to let you go without cause. Hmm. In other words, they're allowed to let you go as long as they pay you your full severance. When, when it comes to a termination without cause, i.e. a termination with severance, an employer can generally let you go for any reason. So let's then talk a bit about severance. How long have you been there for, uh, Don? Uh, just over uh, two years. Over two years, okay. And, and what, what is your job and how old are you? Um, I'm 60, well, back then, 60, 63, I guess. Um, yeah. And, and what do you do? Are you in sales? Uh, retail, yeah. Okay. So someone in your situation would be owed anywhere from four to six months of pay, okay? Four to six months. Uh, I right. didn't say weeks, I said months. So, and, and you said that uh, they paid you till the end of the month, so they, what, they gave you a couple weeks pay, I guess? Yeah, I can't remember. I'm listening to your show now, and I just don't have all the facts, but it was something like uh, I was like going, let's say, the 15th, and they paid me to the 30th or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, then they owe you compensation. Remember what I just said, four to six months pay. Because of the fact that whatever you did was not caused, if it was caused, then I would have said, hey, take the, the two weeks and run, but it's not even close to being caused. So, yes, of course, uh, they owe you much more. You've been wrongfully dismissed. Now, Great. this happened a few months ago, so you're, you're still well, well within your time to deal with this. Yeah. That's that I wouldn't sit on it. Uh, so what I want you to do, Don, is I want you to connect with me as soon as possible off air. You can call me. You can email me. Let's sit down together. Let's go over all the facts. I want to find out more about the company, your job, your compensation, etc. And then right. let me help you get what you're owed because clearly that this is not cause. It's not even close. Yeah, okay. So um, how do I contact you then? I'm going to tell you right now, Don. No problem. Appreciate the uh, appreciate the call. It is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmenthour dot com. Still, lots of time for you to call in, ask your questions as well. Appreciate all your calls on this live show, as we do every Saturday afternoon. Six one three five two one. Talk is the number. Have you noticed? Uh, probably in all the years, maybe since you go back to when you started practicing this with a firm, your firm, and an increase in employers because of the the climate we're in with harassment and everything that's gone on in the media, that, that employers are really pulling the trigger quickly, just like they don't want anything to do with it, out the door, out you go, don't want to deal with it? Yeah, I absolutely. I yeah. have seen that, and I, I've seen that. You know, even before the 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 Me Too movement, but but certainly over the past year or so, I've seen that quite a bit. And even even kind of the a, a small little indication of, of of harassment, not to mention sexual harassment, employers right. want to pull the trigger and let someone go. Now, 
even though that sounds silly and to, to an extent, they're allowed to do that, John. Yeah. But they have to pay severance. So if the, an employer says, the moment there's even a, a, a thought of uh, sexual harassment, we're going to let the person go, fine, no problem. But you have to pay severance. Yeah. You can't say, well, there's a potential suspicion that maybe something happened, so we're going to let you go for cause. That doesn't work that way. That's not even close. But if you say, I don't, I don't want to take any risks, so I'm just going to err on the side of caution. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to pay whatever the heck I owe you. No problem. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. fine. You could do that, but you have to pay full severance. The problem with Don is he was let go, and based on what he said, he was paid two weeks when he should have gotten somewhere between four to six months of pay. Right. That's what makes it illegal. That's what makes it a wrongful dismissal. Bounce over some emails. As promised, it is help at employmenthour.com. Um, Andrew says, I'm on a disability leave, and the company I work for has just been sold. So he's off on leave. Company's been sold. Can I lose my LTD, and what does it mean for me? Always a, a big concern for people that are off on a disability leave. They're right. getting money from an insurance company, and either they're let go or the, the something happens to the company, and they're always weird. Wait, my gosh, I, I don't want to have my LTD impact, my long-term disability, because I need that money to live. So let's uh, clarify that. The good news is that once you're on disability, once you're receiving that long-term disability payments from an insurance company, whether or not you're still an employee, whether or not the business is sold, it doesn't impact your disability payments in any way, shape, or form. Once you're in, you're in, regardless of what happens. So let's say even, for example, you, you, you qualify for long-term disability today, and tomorrow you're let go for whatever reason. That, that being let go may be illegal, but regardless of that, it's not going to impact your disability payments. Once you're in, you're in. So the good news here for uh, for our listener is no, your, your LTD is not going to be uh, if, uh, affected. If at some point the insurance company feels you should be going back to work and you're not ready, call me. We'll talk about that. But the fact that the business is sold is not going to impact you in any way. Get uh, Danielle in here, her email before he breaks says, can Lior explain why there is such a big difference between what the severance calculator says and what the Ministry of Labor says? Well, Danielle's referring to severancepaycalculator.com, uh, the tool that I created some six years ago or so to help anyone find out how much severance they're owed. And when you go there, you answer the three questions about your age, your position, and the length of your employment. You're going to find out a certain amount of severance that's owed to you. Well, if you go to the government website, the Ministry of Labor website, you look at the Employment Standards Act, you're going to find out a very different, a much smaller number than what the severance pay calculator uh, shows you. Well, the reason for that is what the severance calculator does is it outlines and it calculates your full entitlements, your full entitlements. When you contact the Ministry of Labor, you only find out about a portion of your entitlements, your minimum entitlements. So it's a difference between minimum entitlements and full entitlements. It's silly for the government to only advise with respect to minimum entitlements. It's silly. It's wrong. I fought them for this for years. I'm still fighting them on this issue. But that's what they do. Maybe one day we'll change it. But right now, they only advise you about your minimum entitlements, not telling you that you could be owed five, ten times that. That's why you can't contact the Ministry of Labor if you lost your job. That's why you can't go to the Employment Standards Act if you lost your job. Go to severancepaycalculator.com. Contact me. Contact another employment lawyer if you don't like me. That is absolutely fine. But you need to make sure you get your full entitlement. So that is why. That is the difference. The difference between your full entitlements and your minimum entitlements. And that difference is huge. Don't believe me? Check out yourself, severancepaycalculator.com.
And with that, we'll take a short break, get back into some emails and phone calls. Uh, now is the time for you to call through, get in line, and get your questions answered. 613-521-TALK is the number. We'll continue with the employment hour on this beauty of a Saturday right here on News Talk 580 CFRA. Now back to the employment hour with employment lawyer Lior Samfiru. And we are in back indeed. Here you want to slide in your call. Now is the time to do it. 613-521-TALK is the number. Uh, while we wait for that, we'll get to uh, some more emails. Help at employmenthour.com as well. Stevie says, I usually work around 50 hours of overtime a month, for which I get paid. My company just decided to uh, oh, they hire another employee. So from now on, I will have no overtime. Can they do this? Well, you know, I can't blame a company for doing that. If they're paying right. so much in overtime, that's a lot of money. They may as well hire another person and may make it more efficient. So I, I get why a company would do that, but that's not the issue. The issue is the, the employee that's now not going to be working that overtime, that, that's essentially going to be making less money because a new person is hired. How does that, uh, what does that mean for them? Well, that's a significant change to compensation. Mm-hmm. If you're getting paid 50 hours of overtime, and by the way, you get you get those a time and a half, John, so that's a lot of money, uh, then it, it, now you're not going to get that. You're taking a big pay cut any way you slice it, and that's a constructive dismissal. If your employer cuts your pay, it doesn't matter that your salary is the same. It doesn't matter that they're not touching your benefits and they're not touching commissions, whatever it is. In this case, it's just overtime that they're touching. That's still a reduction in pay, and that's still a constructive dismissal. As long as I can show that uh, he gets this consistently, it becomes a regular part of your compensation. It becomes a term of employment. So if now the company says, from now on, you're not working overtime. From now on, your overtime hours go to someone else where there's no overtime hours. So, you know, whatever you've been used to getting for the past few years, you're not getting that anymore. That's a constructive dismissal. That's a change to compensation. So you can accept that. Okay, you can. Or you can treat that as a constructive dismissal, treat that as a termination, leave with severance. And the severance, of course, is going to be calculated based on your total compensation, including the average overtime that you usually get. So even though this is just overtime we're talking about, if that goes away, still a constructive dismissal. I like Leanne's email here. This is a question we've had on the show as well, uh, live. And Leanne says, my boss announced that uh, the company I work for is likely to shut down in the next year. Can I quit in advance and get severance? Yeah, I get actually asked that quite no. often. I've been no. given notice of termination. I've been given notice of my last day. And I, I don't want to stay here till the end. I just want my severance and to leave. Can I just leave and get my severance? Well, the answer is no, unfortunately, uh, for Leanne and, and others wondering. If you leave before your last day, you're considered to have resigned. And if you've resigned, you don't get severance. So you may think that's unfair because, wait a second, the company is the one that told me I don't have a job anymore. They're the ones that, that put, uh, put me on notice that I'm getting, uh, uh, getting terminated, so why should I not get severance? Well, they give you notice of termination, uh, and, and they give you a job until a certain date. If you leave yeah. before then, that's a resignation. And even though you may have been owed a lot of severance at that point, you're going to forego that severance if, uh, in fact, uh, you leave before that last day. So uh, keep that in mind. If you find another job that may be more important than severance, you may want to just take that and forego the severance. Otherwise, yeah, you may be owed severance. If you want to find out if you would be owed severance at that point, call me. Go to severancepaycalculator.com, but keep that in mind. Is there some leeway? Maybe, you know, want to let me go in three months to give me, you know, the rest in, in pay or whatever. Is there some negotiation there possible for her? Absolutely. You, you can negotiate yeah. anything with your employer. 
So you may say to your employer, tell you what, employer, instead of me being gone in six months, why don't I just leave today and you'll just pay me this and, and we'll work it out right. uh, that way. And if the employer says, sure, no problem, then you have a deal, mm-hmm. off you go. But if the employer says, no, we're not interested, at that point, if you leave before your last day, if that's the only option that you have to work till that last day, then if you leave before then, you will not get severance and, and that's a resignation and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but be prepared to lose that severance. You want to reach out anytime when we're not doing the show, 1-855-821-5900. Pulling these emails, by the way, from help at employmenthour.com and always consult severancepaycalculator.com before you move on with any sort of signing of any sort of severance offer and make the phone call uh, as well. Brian, up next, uh, a little bit of numbers here. It says, I worked for a company for five years, then quit. A year later, they convinced me to come back. Three years on, uh, they just let me go. How much severance am I owed? And th- this is also another common question because sometimes you know, you work for a company, but you may not have continuous service. There may be right. gaps, breaks in service. And if you're let go, you want to know, wait a second, now that I'm getting severance, should it be calculated just on, on my last stretch with the company or should it be calculated based on all my years? So let's be very, very clear here. Uh, if you're working for a company and there's gaps in service, depending on the length of those gaps, those gaps could be disregarded. You may actually be out severance based on your total length of employment. Now, it depends how long the gap was and how long the total employment was. So if you've been employed for a company for 30 years except for a gap of a year and a half, that year and a half is not very significant. So oftentimes it could be disregarded. On the other hand, if you work for a company for two years and you were gone for a year, well, then that year is a big deal. Now, in this particular situation, in this particular email, you know, if you work for a few years, you're gone, you work for another three years, I think that gap can be disregarded. So you should be, I think it's an eight-year employee uh, and get severance on that basis. Now, the chances are the company's not going to do that off the bat. They're going to treat you on termination as if you're only a three-year employee instead of eight. That can make a huge difference to your severance. So if that's what the company does, call me. Let's talk about that. Let's make sure that we get your severance based on the eight years of employment. And for our listeners out there, even if you haven't had continuous service, even if there's gaps, whether you quit or whether the company lets you go, but at some point you came back, you actually may have more seniority than you realize. Chip's got a good one here, and I know we've talked about this as well. Since I've been working from home for the last three years, my boss just told me that I have to start coming into the office two, maybe three times a week. Can they do that? No, they can't. Uh, in, let, let's let's be very clear here. A company doesn't have the obligation to allow an employee to work from home. They don't, unless, of course, it's a medical accommodation issue. Generally speaking, a company doesn't have the, the obligation to do that. But if a company decides to do it anyway, they're going to be nice. They're going to allow the, the person to work from home. Well, then they can't just take it back. Once the company does that, it becomes a term of employment. So the company can't say, well, you know, we never had to do it. Now we're going to change our mind. No, no, no. Right. It doesn't work that way. They can't take it back. And if you're working from home, that's a, an important term of employment. Some may say that's the most important thing about my job is that I get to work from home. Okay. Well, if now that's gone or at least it's partially gone, that's absolutely a constructive dismissal. That's absolutely a significant change. And you can say, no, I'm not accepting that. And if you're insisting on that, I'm going to treat that as a termination. I'm going to leave and get my severance, and you can absolutely do that. Just like if a company says, you know, we're going to pay you, uh, you know, we're going to, we really like, so we're going to pay you eighty thousand instead of sixty thousand. They can't mm-hmm. go back later and say, well, it's too much now, so we're going to cut you back to sixty. Doesn't work that way. 
just like like that. If they decide to allow you to work from home, they can't take that back. If they do, constructive dismissal. You know the key the key phrase here was go back later. So if 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 this say just happened with somebody, hey, they started letting me work from home for whatever reason. How much leeway does the company have before they can say, okay, you know what, that was just temporary. Now you got to come back in the office. A couple weeks, a couple months. Yeah, How long probably can you a couple of weeks. You know, yeah. it's 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 not very long. What a smart company would do is to say. Employee, we'll allow you to work from home, but we're not sure if that's actually going to work out. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to allow you to do this for the next three months. And after three months, we'll evaluate and we'll decide whether we want to continue beyond that. That they can do because from the beginning, it's clear they've only allowed you to work for three months. And after three months, they reserve the right to take it back. What a company can do is say, yeah, yeah, go work from home, no problem. Mm -hmm. So now you believe that that's the new deal. And then they take it back. So with some thinking ahead, some planning ahead, a company can properly do this. But if they don't do this, you know, ultimately they have only themselves to blame if they're faced with a constructive dismissal at that point, John. Richard's email is pretty simple. Just sent it on uh, at helpandemploymenthour.com. I guess he was listening earlier. He said, you know, how come an employer can let me go with no notice if I did nothing wrong? Yeah, and a very common question, and a question that I literally get every day. Well, why should they be able to let me go? I did nothing wrong. Uh, everyone knows that, and it's not fair. And, and you know, that's right. It's not fair, and it's it's a terrible situation to be in. You know, if you've done nothing wrong, why are you out of a job? But the reason as to why they can do that, and it's not a good reason, is because the law allows that to happen. That is our law here, that an employer can let you go pretty much for any reason, even if you've done nothing wrong, as long as they pay you severance. That's just the law. And we may be able to agree that it's not right, it's not fair, it's not nice, or it's not ethical, but it is legal. So because of that, that's why I always focus on severance when it comes to termination of employment, yeah. because usually the reason doesn't factor in. The company doesn't have to make the right decision as long as they pay severance. That's our law, and that's what the company has to do, Johnny. Good for another weekend, my friend, and thank you for all your phone calls and emails as well as we uh, roll out of here until next Saturday. A reminder, the contact is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmenthour.com and always consult severancepaycalculator.com as well before you make any move. Back here next Saturday on the Employment Hour, this is News Talk 580 CFRA.